Moms are great. Mother's Day is a nightmare. With the world beginning to reopen, this may be our busiest Mother's Day yet. Yelp for Restaurants is here to help you execute a flawless service. Contactless table management, reservation management, and digital waitlisting tools ensure your diners don't have to wait around in long lines in an era of social distancing. Empower your guests to add themselves to your digital waitlist before they even leave home. Provide accurate wait times and automatically notify them right before their table is ready. Let's get back to business better than ever. Listeners of this podcast get three months of free access to waitlist and $300 of free monthly advertising credits. Visit restaurants.yelp.com forward slash Mother's Day to learn more. Now here we go. You might pay an agency for 15, 30 posts on social media, get 100 likes. But when a thousand people are editing photos, adding stickers, music. It could be in Spanish, it could be in Chinese, it could be something a soccer mom said. And it's going out to their network of 200, 300 people. And you got 300,000 people being recommended by their friends around one brand. You will see that revenue move like no other, right? And that's the bottom line. Welcome to Full Comp, a show offering insight into the hospitality industry, featuring restaurateurs, thought leaders, and innovators. Served up, on the house. Who's the most important person in your restaurant? On a busy Saturday night, it's the dishwasher. Because if the dishwasher doesn't show up, you're the dishwasher. To make his job easier and our operation more efficient, we've upgraded to Dawn Professional Pot and Pan. Dawn Professional cleans 58% more pots and pans per sink, using less soap and resulting in fewer changeovers. Save time and money with Dawn Professional. It's clean, upgraded. It feels like almost every facet of our industry has been redefined over the last 12 months, especially our relationship to our customers. We've had to rely on their loyalty and support more than ever. Patrick Kim saw an opportunity there, an opportunity to reward their loyalty while breeding more awareness for our brands. Enter the Worth Network, a disruptive platform turning our favorite customers into social media influencers. Today, Patrick shares his utopian vision for the future of digital marketing and how we can all benefit. I started my journey younger. I studied design. I wanted to understand what resonated to people, the desirability, and it led me into products. Later, I found out, hey, I need to really build this thing. I need to understand the feasibility around the technology. So I went to MIT. So I studied at RISD and MIT. And it was kind of this cross where I tried to understand how I could build products that were feasible. Then I realized, hey, I actually have to build a viable business around this. So I started building startups. And when I was 19, I sold my first nonprofit startup. And I said, hey, this is what I want to do. What was that startup? So it was called Advocate, and it was a nonprofit. It was like crowdsourcing and funding for nonprofits so that they could host events, cleanups. And we would connect that with the volunteering force, which was people from juvenile, from high school credits to company employees who needed to do community service. And we just created a marketplace for that. And then we went through this thing called SD Greenhouse, and we sold it over to the nonprofit over in New England. But yeah, that kind of got me in the mix of creating digital products. I've always liked working with my hands and I did physical products, built stuff. But then I realized the digital space, you just have so much influence. You create such value 
and impact so many people without the need to manufacture, worry about product, logistics. And I thought it was a medium that I wanted to use to solve problems. I was in all sorts of industries, things I was passionate about, things I thought I had a lot of opportunity. Eventually, it led me down to this path where I love food, right? Like I eat everything. <laughs> food is a major part of my life. And I realized, hey, food is major. I want to build something in this space. And I was on this hunt to see what are the problems in this industry. And I was eating with a friend of mine. We were at a restaurant and we were actually at the restaurant because her friend recommended it. And I was like, wow, that's actually why I'm here. And we're taking photos and we're like, we're recommending the next level of friends to come to the restaurant. And I was like, this is awesome. This is word of mouth. This is what everyone talks about. And this is the major component that people don't understand. I went to the ownership and I had this aha moment, right? I was like, how much are you guys spending on advertising? And so I got closer with them and they were spending over two, three grand on advertising. And I was like, that's a lot. And what I later found out is that a lot of traffic, right? So I started hanging out and I started to ask a lot of people there. And a lot of the traffic was simply from them seeing an Instagram story from their friends. And I realized, wow, that really is powerful. But how can you get people to post stories? How can you make sure everyone that walks in posts a story? You just can't. Then I realized, wait, influencers are getting paid to post this stuff, right? And I'm like, why can't the average you and me do the same? I took that simple opportunity that I saw and I wanted to build a company around that simple concept, the word of mouth and how can we scale the average customer to make sure they tell their friends and family. That's how I got to where I am today. I think we still have a long journey going forward, but we found something that is a major problem an opportunity for restaurants to take advantage of their customers. And ultimately, Worth's main vision is that we want to turn those best customers of yours into your marketers, into your advocates for your brand. And it's called the Worth Network. Right. Okay. So to make sure that I understand, so obviously there are a bunch of aggregators that are aggregating large amounts of content and then giving you kind of a broad scope of what the overall restaurant experience is like, but you wanted to take it to an individual level and say, I went to this restaurant, I liked it, and they're posting that out to their friends. Right, and just kind of retouching on what you just said is, brands spend so much time trying to find out who their average customer is. They try to find out, okay, what is the best way to resonate to this average customer, right? And they create ads, they work with agencies, they create all this content only to find out that maybe you might be wrong about your average customer base, one. Number two, you have to create this genius ad that might resonate, that has to resonate to everyone. It has to resonate to the moms, the kids, the older fellows, like the professional. It's so hard to say, I can create a creative that can do that. But what we did is we will actually get the content ahead of time from the brand and distribute that to all your customers that already love your brand. I mean, that might be the soccer mom who might say, hey, everyone after soccer practice, please go eat this pizza. Or it might be the kid who says, hey, dude, there's cheese melting. This experience is awesome. Like, you guys go try that. They might add some rap music in the back and create a post that people like. And so it really naturally spreads the word of mouth. We just expedite and scale that 
And that's the difference we see in the opportunity we see at Worth Network. So I'm a restaurateur. Like, how do you find my customers online? We start by using our proprietary search engine. We will actually search all web properties for anybody mentioning your brand in positive light. We'll actually centralize them and message them and then bring them all on Instagram. And we will distribute content given by the brand. So all the content starts with high quality photos and they customize that. These people that come up in the search engine customize it with filters, captions, music, and their recommendation of the restaurant. They post it on their personal network with their friends and family where it really matters. And we actually incentivize them and give them rewards for posting on behalf of the brand. So if you really zoom out, all we're doing is turning your best customers into your marketers. The industry is saturated right now with influencers and all sorts of advice given left and right, advertising left and right, which is great, but it's really hard for your average consumer right now to go through all that noise and say, is this restaurant something I want to eat? Whereas if your friend posts about it, you're like, wait, I trust my friend. They probably had a great experience. I'd love to go try it out. And that recommendation engine that we're building is what we realize is becoming a big revenue generator for our clients. Which I think begs the question, do we have access to those customers as well? Do we know who they are? Do we get insight into who's promoting our brand online? Right. Yeah. So we actually provide that almost like a CRM. And, you know, a lot of this data is lost because a lot of platforms want to hoard that information, make sure that you're relying on their systems to make sure their customer base is coming. Whereas for us, look, some of this data is public, but social media is a lot more technical. And there's a lot of opportunity there where you're relating customers, but people don't take advantage of that. And so what we do is from tag locations, hashtags, from people posting on other platforms about it, Facebook, we just make it really easy and we just create a list of your social customers. And this might not represent all your customers, right? There might be some customers that just don't mention you that still come in every Thursday. We don't capture that, but we do capture the ones who are willing to rave about your restaurant on these platforms. And we make them and incentivize them, make sure that they're with your brand for a long time. They market, they come back, they create loyalty, and they become part of your brand. And that's what we build. Well, and let's talk about incentivizing those customers. What are you offering them in exchange for posting online? So right now, it's $5 to get your customers to promote to about 200 to 300 of their closest friends. 60% of that, $3 of that, actually will go directly to the creator. So you're basically, as a brand, most of the money you invest with Worth is actually going back to your customers, which we found out most of them will come back to your restaurant and spend with you. So it creates this cycle where you're just automating this fluid marketing engine with your own customers, and they're just talking about it, right? And it happens for a lot of these great restaurants. They just have great food and great product and it markets itself. So these customers, as soon as they come in, they can't wait to share with their friends that they're at this place eating this amazing food. And a lot of restaurants don't automatically get that. And so we said, hey, we can find a way where if your food is good, you have a good brand and you just have some photos, we can distribute that, find your customers and get you a thousand Instagram stories a month. And that sheer scale has never been done at least in this industry, where you, know, you might pay an agency for 15, 30 posts on social media, get 100 likes. But when a 1,000 people are editing photos, adding stickers, music, it could be in Spanish, it could be in Chinese, it could be something a soccer mom said, 
and it's going out to their network of 200, 300 people, and you got 300,000 people being recommended by their friends around one brand, you will see that revenue move like no other, right? And that's the bottom line. We've been around through COVID and everything, and we've realized the bottom line is what keeps us alive, is that your revenue working with us has never gone down. If all our clients, we've never seen a downward month from working with us from month one to month two. It just always shoots up. It's just people, I think, don't undermine the value of a customer. The customer is so important and they create so much value. Each customer can bring in 10, 20 people. The whole time you're talking, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, God, you look so young. And I think about how overwhelming I think for most folks, the idea of saying, oh, I'm going to start a tech company and I'm going to go up against the Facebooks and Instagrams of the world and try and capture some of their advertising dollars. And then you think about all of this through the lens of a global pandemic and the industry that you're trying to service is in the midst of this catastrophic disaster. Talk to me about what it's been like as a founder during the last, let's say, 12 to 18 months, where you started and what this road has been like on a personal level. One thing I'm really proud of is my team. I think what you will realize starting a tech company is all about resilience. It's about grit. It's not really about your solution at all. It's actually, do you care about a problem that exists and do you care enough for you to find 10 versions of a solution? And do you have the right team who go through that with you, right? And I think touching on the pandemic, that's something that really, you know, it was tricky. I'm not going to lie. We had version, let's say, two after beta. About, let's say, January, we were killing it in our terms, in our milestones. We had 150 restaurants. Me and Eric Oliver, Eric had just transitioned out of Toast, one of the biggest POS companies. They're doing awesome. He's one of our co-founders. And Eric and I, we sold 150 restaurants January, which was right before the pandemic hit. We're on our high horse. And we're like, dude, we're coming out the gates going. Then the pandemic hit. We almost lost all our restaurants because a lot of these SMBs, they were just dying. Like They could not do anything else. They delivery just destroyed them 30%. They were never even had models where they had 30% margin. So a lot of them were making like 3%, 5% on their food after delivery. So no matter how much they pushed, they couldn't survive. So we went back to the drawing books. We were like, hey, we need to make another version of this. How can we scale it even further? I had a great team. Aditya, my other co-founder, he's from a venture capital background. He knows the game. We had to pivot when we pivot. We maintained our problem that we were solving the same, which was how do we capture customers and how do we create marketing on the end that matters, right? Why can't we empower the voice of your average customer? And that problem existed and we kept to that problem. That's why we survived this whole pandemic. We just found out a bigger and better way to do that. But yeah, we're not going to lie. It was hard, right? April, we're like, hey, dude, do we have to get jobs? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> We're all like, hey, this, this is a good run. Thanks, guys, right? <laughs> May, we decided, hey, we're going to go through this. June, we released our first product. July, we had like, what, one client that was paying like 1500 And fast forward six months, we're, we passed 35000 like 15 clients. And what we learned is that we work with a bigger location restaurants too. So we were able to scale fast. When you have 30, 50 restaurant groups starting to sign up, it grows fast. So overall, 2020, it was a roller coaster. We learned a lot, but we came out pretty much with over our heads out of the water by the end of it. And 
that kind of led to January and February. We're outgrowing ourselves now. And that's why we kind of ended up on WeFunder and started raising money and starting to scale. Because frankly, me, Eric, and Adia, we don't have enough hands to finish up all the clients signing up right now. We're like backlogged like 15 clients right now. And what do those clients look like? Are they mostly independent restaurateurs? So generally, we have two departments, basically. One that just focuses on SMBs and the simple, cheap product where it just goes. You will see revenue. Now, you have the bigger campaign groups, which are like 20 to 30 restaurants on average, and they are able to spend a bigger budget and strategize, and they know a little more about their brand. And so we're able to hit different cities and scale according to their growth. So those are the kind of two sides, and we've naturally grown to other products. We are mainly focused on restaurants at the beginning, but we have CPG, we have all sorts of FMB products, packaged goods, like supplements. We have a lot of supplement companies signing up. We have like sports companies now, sports products. We even have technology platforms like Order Chef. Order Chef empowers chefs to actually create meals and they help distribute that. So platforms like that benefit a lot from this. And so, yeah, I think we've seen it all. We have like the Silver Lake Ramians of the world, which are 20, 30 locations. And they're great ramen and they're scaling fast and their plans to be the biggest ramen chain across the U.S. I believe them. Their ramen is amazing. And then we have the smaller ones, the SMBs. Like we have Ken's Ramen. You guys can find it in Silver Lake. It's just a small shop on the corner. The guy's been in Japan. Ken's just studied ramen for almost a decade now. And they're great as well. And we can help them on that level too. And so everyone's business kind of fits into this, their own channel and their own strategy. But what we all know is they have customers that love them. And by empowering them, incentivizing them, they're able to create an automatic marketing engine. And that's what Worth is really about. And so for the, we'll just take an independent restaurant or we'll take like an isolated Mm -hmm. unit. What is the average cost per month? So for the average smaller restaurant, it's either a 500 or a thousand. 500 is just, we actually go into their social media, find all their latent customers, and we'll actually reach out to them. We'll directly reach out and say, hey, we appreciate you. Hey, you guys should try it out. And if you don't have a big enough customer base, we'll actually go to your competitors and say, hey, why don't you guys try us out? And so we create this constant conversation with them. And that's the $500 product we sell. And for some that are a little more established, we sell a $1,000 product where we actually empower 100 of their best customers to create content for them. And that comes at $5 a post. And that also includes the $500 that includes just reaching out to them and saying, hey, come try us out. Hey, come try us out. And that combination easily pays back 8 to 10x ROI for the better restaurants and 5 to 6x ROI for the smaller ones that are just getting started. That was going to be my next question is, as a restaurateur, as someone that's not particularly tech savvy, I can barely use my own iPhone. How do you know it works? Yeah, so... We're very, very, very clear on if we want to work with you in the first place or if we even just work for you as a brand. And what we do is actually we will extract the daily engagement created by messaging and creating posts, compare that directly with your daily revenue. And what we figured out in most restaurants have a 24-hour correlation. So 24 hours within posting, you'll see a revenue jump or you'll see it down if your engagement goes down. So we've done pilots with almost every type of industry in the food space. And we've realized that for the brands, regardless of industry or type of food, if you have a brand and you have customers who love your food, 
we can get a bunch of stories to drive your revenue. And that correlation will always tell the truth. The data just doesn't lie. You have these conglomerate brands that have worked with us. I'm not going to mention exactly which brands, but they have great food. I'm not going to lie. But is the food something people are proud to share? Is this something that as soon as you see, you want to run to? Or is it just that fast foodie-like restaurant that anyone can have and on an off day you might have, right? Those kind of brands, frankly, we find out through data that it just doesn't work. But the data is always the bottom line, especially in an industry where they're taking a cut out of everything. And you live and die by a couple percentage, whether it be processing, whether it be POS, whether it be loyalty, whether it be delivery, you're fighting against your cut. And so, you know, our biggest success last year was being able to give them the bottom line. I mean, yeah, it's great if you have a thousand customers posting every month, but it doesn't matter if you have a hundred million likes, but does it actually change your revenue? Exactly. Ultimately, that's the question is, am I making money off this investment? And it right. seems like the reporting does provide that information pretty clearly one way or the other. Lights. Likes just don't pay your bills. That's just mm-hmm. what we like to say is all the likes you can get. You might have an amazing post. You might have an amazing video, but does it actually drive revenue? And that's, I think, what we're aiming to solve. And that's what's resonated with all our clients. And we've literally had one client churn in the last 18 months, which is kind of crazy. Once we built this product out, we had one churn. So after COVID and we started selling this out, what we found out is as long as you can prove to your customer your revenue is going up, there's absolutely nobody who doesn't want to make more money right now. And so based on that fact and understanding that transparency with all our clients, that's what keeps our relationship strong. And the company's growing. You guys are actually in the middle of a fundraise right now, right? Yeah, so we're on WeFunder. So we talk about democratized marketing, and I actually have a pretty famous VC on our board who's invested. And I know how the VC space works. My partner's in his father's venture capitalist. And we realized power to the people when we fundraise too. And so we took that same concept. We said, hey, WeFunder and going on these platforms where crowdfunding and getting group dot to really validate what we're doing is the strategy. And it just made sense for a product that was built on that ethos to say, hey, let's do the same thing about crowdfunding. So we're actually raising on a crowdfund where we get the validation of a thousand investors versus the way the venture capital space has been working. You really have to be in a good standing and have a network with these venture capitalists and a couple people represented whether you are the one to solve a problem for that industry. And I said, hey, maybe that isn't the way we should be going. Everything, including the way the world's going with blockchain and everything, is starting to go more democratized, power to the people. And I said, we want to do the same for crowdfunding. And so we've seen a lot of success by going to the people and the consumers to say, is this something you want to be a part of? That's what I was going to ask is, so you launched the campaign. How has it been going? Has it validated your beliefs? Yeah, it has. I mean, we've been on for not that long and we already hit our minimum goal. And we're just trying to make sure that everyone understands what we're doing. And I think overall, we're super happy with what's going on on WeFunder and being able to just get validation, just the feedback from your average client and customer. It's just so valuable, right? I mean, people are always siloed when they build tech products, any venture whatsoever. They're in their garage, they're working hard, but how many times do you get the feedback of a thousand customers when you're early? You just don't. And so not only has this been 
a fundraising tool, but it made sense with all the clients that have been signing up with us. So not only are we getting funds from this raise, but we're getting clients left and right. They're calling us left and right and saying, hey, we like the idea. Not only do we want to invest, but we have a business. And you'd be surprised. A lot of these bigger budgets on Facebook and these conglomerates, they're used by the big companies. They're the major hitters where as your average mom and pop, your average American who owns a business under 50 million in revenue, they're not the ones who understand how to navigate that space. And that's why I think in whole, all of this resonates from fundraising to client inbound to just what we're doing to democratize our approach. If somebody wanted to invest in your company, is there still an opportunity to do so? Yeah, there is. So they could go to wefunder.com slash worth, and you'll be able to understand everything from how we started to how our product works, to our clients, to testimonials, and they have an opportunity still. We're filling up fast, but we're raising. So as long as you guys are interested, I'll take calls to answer any questions. So you can check it out. My Calendly link is also available there. And I love going on one-on-ones with people who care about what I'm doing. So I'm all ears. I want you and all these customers to be the devil's advocate because I'm always striving to create a better version of our product the next day. I'm super inspired, man. I think what you're doing is really cool. And I think I, like so many other restaurateurs out there, we're trying to figure out what's next. Many of us, myself included, were very closed off to the idea of bringing more technology into the restaurant space, into our workflow, simply because it always seems like one more thing to manage. But post-pandemic, we've all got our eyes open and we're all trying to figure out not only like what's new and what's next, but what is the natural evolution of things? And I think that you guys have really touched on something special. And also, I think, being a young company in light of a global pandemic, trying to create a new solution to a perceived problem, I think it's really cool. And I also think your perspective is great. And having said that, you are a marketing whiz and this is an industry podcast. And I'm curious to know, do you have any advice or words of encouragement for the folks listening? Yeah, I think the main focus, like I've been saying this whole podcast, is start with your customer. Do you know your customer? Do you know what they want? And are you providing that for them? And I think it's a balance. As chefs, as restaurateurs, you have this vision. It's like art. It's your self-expression of food. It's just a medium. And that's great, but you have to meet the consumer demand. Art doesn't sell unless it's something that's consumed. And that's why they have the starving artists and they have designers. And you want to be somewhere in the middle where you can survive the pandemic, right? I mean, yeah, you want to have the best tomato sauce on that pizza that's imported from Italy, but is that really what your customer wants right now? Or do they just want the tomato sauce they're used to? So trying to start with your customer and understand what they need, I think is really what we realize is the key component to success in this industry. And ultimately, whether it's be marketing, whether it be creating a menu or even just designing your store out or restaurant out is really understand the customer you want and provide something that is a balance between your self-expression and something they can consume and enjoy. That's Patrick Kim. To check out Worth, go to worthnetwork.io. If you want to tell us your story, hear previous episodes, or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash full comp. 
Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. A special thanks to Yelp for helping us spread the word to the whole hospitality community. I'm Josh Kopel. You've been listening to Full Comp.